0: Welcome back to another episode of Sketch Nerds, where we break down sketch comedy. What works, what we don't like, and why. This special episode was recorded on the road at Sketchfest Seattle. We reviewed a sketch from I Think You Should Leave with 10 Robinson. You can find information about this podcast and watch the sketch that we'll be discussing at badmedicinecomedy.com slash sketchnerds.
1: Welcome back to a very special episode of Sketch Nerds coming to you from Sketchfest Seattle in Seattle, Washington. We are very excited to have on the show today Mike Robertson and Sam Strolik from Marvin Barry. Welcome, guys. Hello. Hi. Yeah,
2: thanks so much for yes, having us. Hello. Yeah, we're happy to have <laughs>
1: you on. Uh, I'm Andy Weld, and I'm joined by co host today, Elizabeth Kemp. Elizabeth, how are you? I'm good. Good. I'm good. Good to hear. Well, guys, we're we're very excited to
3: have you on the show. Can you tell us about your background in comedy and about Marvin Barry? Uh, yeah, Marvin Barry is a sketch group from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. We've been uh, around since twenty fifteen, mm. so this is our fourth year, uh, going into our fifth. And uh, yeah, we, we we all met during improv at Rapid Fire Theater in Edmonton, Alberta, which is the the main improv theater there. So, is, yeah. is there a big comedy scene in Edmonton? Pretty big. Yeah. 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 It's over the last few years, it's
2: definitely grown bigger. Yeah. There's a lot of sketch groups now. I don't know if we started it,
3: but. <laughs> uh, yeah, there, yeah, there used to be a couple, and now there's like more than maybe more than a dozen now. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, but.
0: That's actually more than DC. So.
3: <coughs> oh, really? Right, yeah. Quite a bit, yeah. 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 Yes. So,
0: yeah, so. Any, any favorites other than you, obviously? I mean, they're all.
3: Pretty good. Yeah. Like. <laughs> well, dang, oh wow, hard sell. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> uh, dang Dangdum is a big favorite of ours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We know a lot of the people in Dang They're yeah. real fun. Yeah. Uh, Don't not talk to strangers is good. Mm-hmm. The Debutants, Girl Brain. Yeah. Oh, Without Girl
1: Brain, we saw in Philadelphia this. Yeah. Time. yeah.
3: Yeah. They were great. Yeah. They travel around a lot. Now. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Do you
1: guys travel for a lot of shows?
3: Uh, we,
2: yeah, we have. This past year we've slowed down a little bit, but the year before that we did, I think, like, six or seven festivals. Yeah, we did festivals. a bunch of
3: festivals. Wow. Do you have a favorite yeah. festival? Um, uh, they're, they're all pretty good. I yeah. thought the Floodwater one in Iowa was actually a really fun festival. What? Yeah. 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 Elizabeth is from Iowa. <laughs> yeah. How have I never heard of this? Where right right in, in Iowa like, is it? Uh, Iowa City. What? Yeah, it's a <laughs> multidisciplinary comedy festival. So there's a lot of stand up, but there yeah, we were it's one of three or four sketch groups. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun. Everybody possible? there was so nice
0: and I mean Iowa City is were a good, good town. I highly recommend it as someone oh, yeah. who lived there for twenty one years.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's a c it's got a cool little downtown area, I thought. Yeah, yeah really hip. Go,
2: yeah. We've been to Sacramento and New Orleans. And uh, Baltimore, which was really cool. Yeah, yeah Festi- I went to
1: school in Baltimore. I spent oh, a lot of time there. Okay, well, yeah.
2: everyone's from everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Factually. <laughs> yeah, it was really cool. The festival there was like was small, but it was really cool to see just that town was a really yeah, cool Yeah, there's thing. lots of fun stuff in Baltimore. Super spooky. We love spooky things.
3: Yeah. Er- Edgar Allan Poe. Mm, of all course, that. we went and oh, yes. saw the Poe House.
2: Yeah. yeah. Saw the Poe House. Are
0: there a lot of ghosts in Edmonton?
3: Uh, we have ghost tours so technically there are some you know, no. enough to warrant a tour witchcraft
0: so. wizardry that kind of thing
3: Um I'm not aware what of the wizard community spooky for you is really what I'm getting at like, a-
2: yeah I mean any yeah paranormal anything mm. anything that might make like a like a, a science person be like um n- actually <laughs> is like oh it's probably spooky
1: one if one of a, those science people If one of those science people are
2: like well that
0: And we know happen.
2: that's not real
0: yeah. so
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, <laughs> What's Marvin Berry's approach to sketch comedy? Do you have a specific style that you go off of? Was there certain training that you feel like you've built on? Anything like that?
3: Um, Well, because we all do improv a lot, you'd think that we would actually bring that to the writing process, but actually we just straight up just write the sketches and we don't really improvise until we perform them. Then we do a little bit of improv, either to keep it interesting for us or to just try and find new jokes if things aren't working or whatever. But yeah, we don't actually really use improv to create the sketches, which is, I guess, kind of weird. (laughs) Yeah, because that's most of our experience
2: and background is in that. But yeah, we kind of just write all separately, come up with ideas, and then bring them together. And then after that, it's sort of like a melting pot. It's hard to really tell who wrote which sketch after a show is finished, because we all sort of stick our fingers in everything and kind of change and edit stuff.
1: And how many people are in Marvin Berry? Five of us, plus five. Five, five. Yeah, nice. So it's great. And so there's it sounds like there's, there's a healthy sketch scene. Is it, is it mostly out of one, one theater
3: there, or are there a bunch of theaters that you perform out of? Uh, we well, there's a couple of venues that do sketch stuff. The, they just opened the Grindstone Comedy Theater last year, so we have our own comedy bar. Cool, which is very cool. It Be a popular spot. It's very popular, yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah, they have programming every night of the week, pretty much, except for Monday. And wow. That's yeah, and yeah, it's usually packed. Food there is pretty good. The space is really like got good like compression, so it feels like really good to perform there.
2: Yeah, our fringe festival is really where.
3: Oh that yeah. Kind of
2: stuff because we've got a big fringe festival. So and any- per- yeah. Any stuff like that is a big opportunity for even new groups that want to try it for the first time. It's a great opportunity for that because you can just find a venue and then you've got this like big base of like a couple hundred thousand people coming. If to I was
1: an Edmontonian and wanted to get involved in Sketch mm-hmm. in Edmonton, is that where you'd recommend I start? Like, How would you go about getting involved in
3: the scene there? Uh, you, I mean, just start your own little group, but I guess going to the grindstone is a great place to meet people mm-hmm. uh, if you just got there. Uh, There is a show at this place called The Sewing Machine Factory called Odd Wednesday, which happens every other Wednesday. And it is a sketch comedy, just like a variety show where it's only sketch groups and they just do new material or old material or whatever the heck they want. And yeah, that's probably a good place to start performing uh, before you like pay money to do a show at the Grindstone. Yeah. And then after that, it's just like, well, you could go to a bar and try and perform there, but I wouldn't recommend it. (laughs) Yeah. There's a lot of bars doing comedy shows, but Are
0: there classes or anything like that.
3: Oh, oh yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, lots, lots of classes. We bring um, both the the Grindstone Theater and Rapid Fire, the improv company we're from. They bring in people from all over the, all over Canada to teach workshops once in a while. That you've got like big names. We've had um, Kevin McDonald from Kids in the Hall. Yeah, we've worked with him a yeah. lot. Uh, we've had uh, people from the Baroness Fund sketch show, which maybe you know. It's no, pretty so, no. freaking Canadian, but it's no. on Netflix. Okay, that's yeah, good. It's on yeah.
3: um, and it's on American, yeah, it's on American Netflix, right? What? I don't know. It's oh, on wait, IFC. What is it called?
2: Baroness uh, von Sketch Show.
0: Baroness. Oh no, we've seen that.
3: Yeah, it's on IFC, I think, in the states.
0: Oh. Yeah, or I've and, seen it. I okay.
3: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. They're like forty-year-old, forty-year-plus uh, women doing sketch comedy oh, on CBC. Yeah, it's pretty cool. They're really, they're really funny. Uh, nice.
1: You guys have done these festivals, obviously, in Canada. You're based in Canada. You do these festivals in the U.S. Have you noticed, like, a stylistic difference between the two countries or a tonal difference, anything like that? Any, any like, obviously groups are different individually, but any, like, top-line things that you notice that
3: you feel like are structurally different? Um, I, I did notice when we went to some festivals in the southern United States, if you get groups coming from, like, California or Los Angeles specifically, like... There is kind of like a vibe there where it feels really like it's kind of about your group's identity a lot of the time. They'll, they'll always have intro videos and just like all it's of these. It's about the like, brand. It's yeah. kind of like, yeah, kind of about branding <laughs> and like creating some sort of vibe with like and the interplay between videos and uh, perf- live performances like really like significant. It seems like whereas like all of the groups in Edmonton don't really do a whole lot of video stuff. Like everybody can and everybody has a couple of videos, but nobody really is like. Incorporating that into their show, I find. Yeah. I haven't really seen a Canadian group that just, like, cuts to a video every other sketch, whereas I've seen that a lot in the States. Mm-hmm.
2: It's a but, very live theater-oriented scene where yeah. we're from. It's, you can really just get by just doing live shows, and that's kind of all you need.
3: Yeah, and also we're not really, like, everybody's aware of Del Close and, like, that kind of, like, improv comedy uh, background, uh, and everybody kind of knows the rules and how all that stuff... Everybody, knows what a herald is, everyone knows how to do it kind of, but uh, we don't really like play that way, whereas I think a lot of people in some parts of the state seem to like really just be like, this is how you structure an improv scene, this is how you structure a thing, whereas I think a lot of Canadian people are just like, oh, just tell a story, eh? (laughs) (laughs) I I knew you were Canadian because you said A there. I sold out right, just right there, just doing like, Comedy, in Canada, that's like the lowest form of comedy, making fun of Canadians. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm from Boston, so same kind of. Mm -hmm. Chowda. Chowda, exactly.
1: Dropping your ass, sounding like this. Uh, Wicked good chowda. Wicked smart chowda.
3: (laughs) Wicked (laughs) Wicked
1: (laughs) fucking smart. All right, well, let's talk about the the sketch you guys brought today. 112th baby of the year. Mm Um. Can you
2: tell us about this sketch real quick, set up a clip? Yeah, it is from Tim Robinson's Netflix show called I Think You Should Leave. Uh, it is, the sketch itself is, a, is a, in a world where there are so many uh, contests and beauty shows. This one is about who will be the best baby, and so they've got three babies on stage in an audience cheering on the babies to pick one winner. There are three judges that will pick the baby of the year and things get a little out of hand just because there's one baby that no one likes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone hates one baby. And uh, a, b- a bunch of ridiculous stuff
1: happens. Yeah. And here's a clip.
0: Baby Porkins is 99th percentile in weight and 10th percentile in height.
3: Woo oh. We got a certified chode on our hands. Little tuna can.
0: Baby Fubbins is also 90th percentile in weight. Ooh, another chode. Mr. Jarvis is one of the most aggressive babies I've ever met. He has a massive underbite and completely flat
1: back of the head.
0: I hope you fucking die, Harley Jarvis. Get him out of here!
3: All right, why did you guys bring that sketch to us today? Um, Me and Sam, we tried to figure out because we knew we were going to be on this podcast, tried to figure mm-hmm. out what we what we bond over in terms of sketch and stuff, and we both really enjoy just quoting uh, lines from this show to each other in place of having a meaningful conversation. So,
0: <laughs> I like, got on the way
3: here. We were just just saying lines from it, and mm-hmm. we were watching it last night just to like to re-up the sketch in our own brains and then. Stanzos, they're nice. Yeah, the stanzos <laughs> are nice. And then we just kept watching sketches and then everybody else fell asleep or left the room. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, yeah, no, definitely not everybody's flavor for sure, but. Mm-hmm. It's funny, we're,
1: the ho- the regular hosts of Sketchers are pretty split on Tim Robinson. Mm-hmm. Um, like I'm not a big fan of his generally, um, but one of our other hosts, Julian Morgan, huge fan, probably his favorite mm-hmm. um, sketch writer. I'm a fan. Yeah, you're a fan? Yeah. Um, I know our producer is not a fan. I'd say, I think he, he can be a
3: pretty polarizing writer, I think. Um, oh, yeah. In for his
1: sure. style and approach.
3: Yeah. He, I don't know. It seems like he kind of represents uh, like some. It's like very classic sketch comedy in a weird way, but then it's also this kind of anarchic, yeah. like modern. I guess people would say Tim and Eric with air quotes, you know, where it's yeah. just like, oh, there's something kind of chaotic about it that is meant to be almost not funny in order to be funny. But, but also, it's, I don't know.
2: I kind of like that he's polarizing.
3: Yeah, I kind of like it, too. I like that some people
2: are like, that's not funny at all. Why do you like it? And I can sit there and laugh until my eyes water at something that someone is like, it's not funny at all. Yeah. And like my finding something funny frustrates someone. I think that's funny. That's another <laughs> another level of funny.
3: Yeah, and this one, this sketch doesn't seem to like follow any sort of sketch structure. So if you're like a, a true sketch nerd and you're just like, well, the structure of the sketch, I'm doing a fake glasses thing right now to the, listener, to the listeners the true structure of a sketch has to have these certain beats in this kind of order this one is just like nonsense after nonsense after nonsense so i think some people like i really appreciate that and some people might be like ah this this isn't a sketch it doesn't look like a sketch to me because it is just like literally nonsense happening constantly well it's one of the things i enjoy about the sketch is the nonsense names in it yeah <laughs> not just the
1: baby names but like uh the doctor is Doctor Skull. Dr. Um, <laughs> that's, that's great. And I, and there's one of the things that stood out to me as I was watching this sketch is, like, there are a lot of things that are very wrong, but everything is a little bit wrong. Like everything is just a little bit off. Yeah. From the concept to even just the doctor reading the statistics and then going, I don't want to do this anymore, uh, <laughs> yeah. and just walking off the stage. Everything is just a little bit off, and I think that like really makes it just heightens the absurdity in a way that you're doing, not just by making some huge absurd choice like the whole thing is, but these little elements make it all the more absurd. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. It, almost like you get away with
2: more if you make everything a little bit wrong than the things that are really wrong. People are like, well, everything's wrong, so that wrong thing is like, it makes sense somehow yeah. because everything's wrong. That
3: crazy thing is like, well,
2: it's, it's normal now.
3: Right? Yeah, There's just enough callbacks to normal things that it still like flows like when it's just like oh the mystery judge or whatever it's just like people are like oh i recognize that from tv yeah <laughs> it was just like oh there there's some normal elements to this but then but also my favorite part is i think the best the thing that i really connected to about the tim robinson netflix show was just his uh and i guess his work on saturday night live, saturday night live back when he was on that mm-hmm. was the uh just like the very specific wording is the thing that i think is the funniest mm-hmm. not even necessarily the concepts but just the the, the sentences that people will say, like in the receipt sketch where the guy says, you didn't use a big enough slice, and they keep saying mud pie throughout the thing. Oh, talk, yeah. <laughs> talk, about, yeah, yes. talk about pooing. And then this one uh, the, where he says, like, you did, I didn't have to do the, or he didn't have to do the oral. <laughs> oh, like yeah, that, yeah. That, I wrote that yeah. down on yeah. one of my note cards. He's I do the oral. Yeah, he okay. didn't have to oral. do the oral. Like, everybody knows what that means, but it's like, why would you say it like that? And that's <laughs> what, it's things that are not quite right. Yes. Yeah. 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 Exactly.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What do you think of Sam Richardson's character in the sketch? I
3: think Sam, you de- you connect with it deeply. <laughs> That's the read I get from you because you're always just Deep like sounds. baby, baby. <laughs>
2: um, I mean, I yeah, I love it. I really, I don't. Yeah, it's just, it's that thing of like it's just enough wrong. But just and also just enough right of everything he's doing is like a, the host of this show would do. Mm-hmm. Like he is making it a little bit about himself. Like he does the whole song off the top, and he's just like, look at me with the tiny little skinny microphone, just singing about baby of the year. And it's like just enough over the top, a little like Hunger Gamesy, like flashy. That jacket. Yeah, like the jacket. <laughs> Everything's just like enough like showmanship, but then. Yeah, like at the very end, he's like, well, okay, shut it down. We should never have done this. It's just like he gives up on the whole, it's like 112th year, but like
1: this is their last year. Yeah, it was unclear if he's like (laughs) shutting it down forever or. Yeah, like what have we done? Yeah,
2: Yeah, and like the, like I also love the aggression against the audience is having a character in a sketch that's like so against, I guess, our point of view in the sketch, watching it. It's like there's someone in it that that we love because it's funny, but they're so against our perspective in it of, like, the audience, like, we hate this baby. And he's like, get get him out of yeah. here. You're out. You're out. It's just so... It's
1: the I way he kept it. snapping, I really yeah. enjoyed. Like, those little... got <laughs> like, here. Oh.
2: Yeah, yeah. Someone cares. She's going for Jarvis <laughs> yeah. and stuff. It's like, I love it. I love the craziness. Yeah,
1: yeah it's very <laughs> it's very erratic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I really love when he sets up the... um the montage at the end, and that one judge goes, "Oh God, like, they're all
3: old." Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. They're
2: uh, not babies. They don't stay babies forever. I
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, love <laughs> yeah. that. In many ways, he's the straight man of the sketch somehow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. No. Maybe Ooh. there isn't one.
2: Yeah, who? Yeah, yeah. No, who nobody is, is the straight is. man. Yeah, everybody seems
1: to have like a different maybe attitude. the judges a little bit. The middle judges maybe. Yeah, I mean, but then he does the thing about I about saw the oral. Yeah. The oral. <laughs> so maybe not. So I don't. Yeah, maybe there's just no straight man, and that and that's okay. Do you guys find that you put, you tend to have an audience surrogate or a straight man in your sketches, or? Um,
3: I don't know. I think that that's like a, a a a rule that I think everybody just kind of buys into, and we we do it. I think quite a bit. Like, there's always going to be like some element of normalcy. Uh, we rarely have something as chaotic as the sketch we're talking about. I don't think we ever have had anything where it's just like that much nonsense happening at once, where there's no sense of just like, who am I supposed to relate to in this? Right. Uh, So, uh, but it is, yeah, it's kind of an interesting thing that's, uh, there's just like, oh, we need to have normalcy, but where this sketch kind of just shows, you don't really, you don't need that. It can just be, just needs to be short enough, I guess, that that people don't get tired of what you're watching. (laughs) (laughs) Because this is like a perfect length, I think, of just like this this nonsense thing happens, and then we move on to something else. And we move on to something else. There's so many like funny little ideas that yeah. uh, the fact that there's nothing like normal keeping it going. Yeah.
0: Well, but th- I mean, he's not the straight man, but but actually, I mean, I I will say as much as I like Tim, I think he owes owes a huge chunk of his success to the partnership with Sam Richardson because he gives him. So much warmth and levity that he does not necessarily have on the screen, but yes. like adding that that character who is sort of yes he is he has an absurd role in this sketch, but he's also kind of policing
1: some of the mm-hmm. weird behavior like why
0: are you yelling at a baby? Stop
1: it yeah and they both are from Detroit. yeah, and I think did they both come through second city? I believe Sam Richardson certainly did. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if Tim Robinson.
0: I don't know but he he is just so fantastic to watch. Like you can put him in anything. Like r- yeah, even something no, oh, with he's no. on beep, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: His oh, his Richard Split was like one of the better like late season character additions to any show I can mm-hmm. think of. Oh yeah. Um just really really fantastic. So this the sketch like like you said is kind of this like lo- almost loose conglomeration of concepts that happen <laughs> at that could happen at a pageant. Yeah. Is there a way would Would there be a way to impose more structure on this sketch to, like, have it fit um, a more traditional arc? Or is the magic of the sketch that it's just throwing ideas at the wall and seeing how they stick?
3: Yeah, I feel like it's the throwing ideas at the wall. I feel like if someone tried to make a story out of it or make it have any sort of, like, normalcy that's consistent throughout it beyond just the things that you recognize from watching television, uh, it would yeah, I think it would fall apart. yeah.
2: It's the argument of the people that don't like the show will sit and watch it and say it doesn't make any sense like why are you laughing it doesn't make sense I'm like exactly <laughs> <laughs> yes exactly that's, that's it that
3: you're explaining comedy a lot of the <other> time <laughs> do you ever pitch ideas or sketches
1: within Marvin Barry and have feedback from within the group of like well this doesn't make sense like why is this happening like that is that something that you have to go through in the writing process or are you guys pretty on board with like this is a weird thing well let's just do the weird thing I think yeah I think what were you gonna say
3: yeah,
2: I mean, we we pitch ideas definitely that some of us will will be will just be like ah, no, no 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 one will like that
3: like we don't need to write that no one will like
2: that that's not that's no not. No one will anybody.
1: like that.
2: Yeah, and we've also had we also do sketches that we have written and done and hold on to but have never worked but yeah. there's
3: still something I don't know. We've got those. <laughs> we've got, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we got those. Yeah, I guess at a certain point, it's just like, who who is this for? If you're performing for an audience, is it always for the audience? I guess that's what every sketch group has to figure out. It's just like, how much mm-hmm. are you selling out to audience reaction? Or how much are you just being like, I don't care what you think. I'm just going to do what I think is funny, and that's, that's that. Mm-hmm. I think we kind of ride the middle, maybe on the spectrum, maybe just go a little bit more towards audience-like response, yeah. and just be like, okay, we want the audience to like us still. Yeah. We but want I- them to laugh at the mm-hmm. thing that we're... You gotta sell they tickets. They to do, yeah, exactly, so.
2: Yeah, but we really don't have a whole lot of nonsense sketches. I mean, compared to anything Tim Robinson has written, like, we don't have a whole lot of nonsense stuff. It's all yeah. pretty grounded.
3: Yeah, it's all pretty grounded, I think, in some sort of reality or something that we're all familiar with. Mm. Like, yeah, like, fu- like a fuck trip.
2: Like a fuck trip. Yeah. Everyone <laughs> can get behind a fuck trip, yes.
3: Yeah. Everybody's been to the border. Everybody knows the sensation of traveling across... The country to yeah. just, I guess, have sex with somebody.
2: <laughs> Everyone said the weird thing. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone has had that experience. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everyone yeah. said Cross to a border agent, for pleasure, before, <laughs> which is a weird, uh, what a fun thing we all share. For yeah. pleasure, yeah. sir.
3: <laughs> I mean, we said we were coming here for pleasure. We did. Kind of business it's kind of so when we went to Montreal so Sketch Fest, it was the same kind of thing it was like yeah. I'm here for a comedy festival <laughs> yeah like you know I don't want to say that we lied to immigration <laughs> <laughs> on, yeah. on a recording <laughs> so no we didn't lie so no we, we spoke just, to immigration we, creatively <laughs> yeah. um. well they were like or, like what are you guys doing down in Seattle we're just like we're just going on a trip and like what are you doing down there going on a trip to Seattle yeah for fun for fun and they are like Okay, and then they just give you the thing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it's like coming back the other way, but...
2: Yeah, I don't know what Canadian... What a Canadian TSA agents say to you? You just have to say pleasure. Uh, to
1: well, when we went to Montreal for Montreal Sketch Fest, they said, what are you here for? I said, a comedy festival. They said, have fun. Uh, right. That was uh, the
3: extent of my interaction at the Montreal airport.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I have never been to Canada. Okay.
3: Oh. Well, we've had friends who have not been allowed through because they told told the truth. They're just You're like, oh, paid. you can't, and then they get banned, yeah. and then they're, they're not allowed to come back into the States. Where, but, but I think What Canada's are they coming like, to do that they... To do an improv show, that, and they don't get paid for it, and they're putting money into the American economy just by being there and, like, buying stuff, but, like, they're not getting any money for the work that they're doing. Mm-hmm. So, technically volunteering, I guess, but I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's it interesting, because
3: like, I, 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 I can see it being a problem if they
1: were getting paid, because then there's a tax issue, but... <laughs> Just going for and not getting paid. I'm surprised
3: that yeah, it's been a problem. But if you told the truth, going up to Canada it sounds like the people at the border were just like, "Sweet, we could use." Like, I was vague. Economy. I could have been <laughs> yeah. just
1: going to the comedy festival. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Oh yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh? <laughs> Laws. Tim Robinson. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Weird. <laughs> so, is there is there anything you would have done differently in this sketch if you were if you were writing it, if you were doing it, if you if you had the power? of being one of the writers on the show though I believe there are only two credited writers on this show.
3: Yeah, it um, seemed like it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't know I don't know a lot of background on this specific show. I think uh from I think I read somewhere that they were a lot of rejected sketches from SNL. Movies. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah so, yeah. Uh but I don't I mean I think in a way it's kind of perfect. If yeah. I can say that there's a perfect sketch out there, I think we've found it, guys. No, if I uh, I mean
2: could give the judges some some crazy names, too. I don't know if they really Oh, yeah, they all judges. just had one they single had, yeah, name. Yeah, one name, one, yeah. Which is a
1: whole, just a different kind of absurdity. That's true. That yeah. it's just one name. That's true, yeah.
2: that's true. Yeah. Well, maybe it's perfect <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's very true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well you, can't,
0: you cannot say that every, I mean, some of what we talk about in our writer's room is like, you know, the question of does this make sense, but is it random just for the sake of random, or is it random as in I see the structure that this could be, and I see that you have made an affirmative choice here to break a rule or push a boundary. Mm-hmm. This one, I think, you do see the clear choices. Like, there's every component, there's, a choice has been made to push it to the absurd.
1: Yes. Yeah. Well, I agree yeah. with that.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it does seem like... I have seen sketches before where it's like just like this is uh this is a normal world that you're watching and then all of a sudden something so random happens that you're just like it just really feels like a sketchy sketch.
1: Yeah.
3: Which is I guess I I don't know if other people use that term, but just <laughs> we have like a sketch or two that are just like this is very just
1: a meta sketchy inside sketch.
3: baseball kind of stuff. Yeah. Where it's just like this is just the nonsense thing in a normal world and it almost feels like they're too incongruent, I guess. Mhm. Yeah even though that's kind of what you do a lot of the time and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And then there are obviously babies in the sketch. Have you guys ever worked with kids before? I have. I actually do a lot of film and video stuff. Okay. Back in Edmonton, I filmed a sketch comedy web series. Over you did the, just recently. Just like a couple weeks ago, yeah. yeah. And we did a sketch where these guys were old punks and they went to a show and they're just like, I don't know, man, we're too old. Like. There's just, everybody's so young nowadays at the shows. I just feel so old and stuff. And it's like, no, it'll be fine. And then they go in and it's just like all babies and the band is all babies and stuff. And we had like 12. How did you, I
1: was going to say, how many babies
3: did you have for this? Well, they were of varying ages from like two to... Actually, no, we had an infant also. He was the singer.
0: <laughs> uh,
3: and it worked out that he just started crying when we were filming him because that's what we wanted him to do. And, and the mom was just off there just like not doing anything, watch, <laughs> watching her child... Just cry.
0: <laughs>
3: it was great. Yeah. That's good. There's no term for that kind of child rearing. That there it's like a I
1: don't know, there's something about just leaving the kid to cry until they stop crying. Oh, yeah.
0: yeah. It's called a showbiz parent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's,
3: parent. yeah we, we've,
1: it's called the kind of parent that
0: puts their child in a pageant. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but that was a rare instance where the working with the kids was very smooth. I've I've worked with kids before and it's like sometimes it's like really hellish, but everybody all the kids we're just like, mosh. We had to play Baby Shark to get them to mosh. Oh, f- I was like, what are you kids like? What are you kids like? And they were like, Baby Shark. And they all did. And some of them were like seven or eight. And I was like, you too old for Baby Shark? But they still were into it. So, so Baby Baby Shark's a bop still.
0: anyone too old for Baby Shark? I feel uh, like... Mm. I was in, uh, in the spring, <laughs> I was in Venice.
1: And I was in a glass shop in Venice. And over the sound system, Baby Shark was playing. Oh, wow. And I'm there with my fiance. And we're like, what is going on? So we're kind of just like poking around this glass shop. And then we see that whoever, the the woman manning the desk, wow, that's a, clearly oh, manning is a gendered oh, wow. word. But the woman working the the checkout desk uh, had her kid with her and had like plugged the kid's iPad into the sound system. <laughs> <laughs> so watching Baby Shark and we're in there looking at these pieces of glass. and the <laughs> shark <laughs> In the background. So, a tip for working with kids would be like, um, just give them what they want.
3: Yeah, I mean, especially if you're getting them to mosh, just be like, ask them like, what's what? What are the kids like these days? Like, like these kids are very, very young. So it's like these are literally the kids these days, you know. So I really felt I felt old because everybody was, you know, nearing birth essentially in their age, so. A Benjamin Button situation. Pretty <laughs> They're much, all yeah. nearing birth. Yeah. <laughs> This podcast is brought to you by the sketch comedy troupe, Bad Medicine, DC's best sketch comedy about the worst of humanity. Visit badmedicinecomedy.com for info about live shows, workshops, and t-shirts for people who love comedy.
1: All right, guys, it's time for the end of the show. Um, Can you come up with a rating system for how you want us to rate uh, the 112th Baby of the Year sketch? Yeah, out of Jarvis's maybe? Yeah. Out of Jarvises, yeah, Harley like, Jarvis, out, the, Harley Jar- Jar- it's, Jar- it's, out of yeah. Harley Jarvis's. Yeah. All right, uh, Sam, Harley why don't you Jarvis. go first? How many Harley Jarvises would you give this I'm
2: gonna, sketch? I'm gonna give it three out of three. Three out three Harley
3: Jarvises. Yeah. All right, <laughs> it's, so it's, uh, it's it's the ideal Harley Jarvis. It's the ideal
2: <laughs> Harvey Jarvises. Yeah, I love it. You love it.
3: And my scale is on a scale of one to eight. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna give it a seven and a half out of eight Harley Jarvises. Oh wow! Yeah. Seven and a half out of eight. All right. So there were there were some things. There's some flaws. Uh, uh, no. You just can't. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I, I did say it was perfect earlier. But you know what? You know what? Yeah, it's an eight. It's an eight out of eight. Yeah, eight. eight. Or maybe it's a seven point five out of seven point five. <laughs> yeah, that's that's better. Yeah. It's a seven point five out of seven point five. So all right, Elizabeth.
0: In uh, in sticking with the tone of the sketch, I'm gonna say. Fuck Harvey Jarvis and everything he stands for, <laughs> and I'm not even gonna rate it because the sketch deserves better than that bullshit baby Harvey
1: Jarvis. Wow,
2: <laughs> bullshit baby Harvey Jarvis. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm gonna give it three out of four, Harley Jarvis's mm-hmm. because I am somewhat more of a sketch traditionalist, and this isn't all. I thought it was funny, but this isn't necessarily my cup of tea. Sure. Mm-hmm. So that's beautiful in a way. You know? it's really—it's yeah. the magic of this yeah. show I've gotten to watch a lot of sketches that I thought oh this is pretty good alright uh, thank you for joining us well, thank on you for the, having the us. episode uh, if our listeners wanted to find you guys or Marvin Berry out in the world generally digitally but you know if you want to give out your address that's okay too um, nice. where would they find you yeah we've got a website MarvinBerry.com how do you spell that
2: M-A-R-V-N-B-E-R-R-Y dot
3: C-O-M. Oh, nice.
2: And we've also, are, we're on Instagram, spelled the yeah. same way, minus the dot C-O-M.
3: And, and uh, Twitter, which we update very frequently, right. but, <laughs> but every once in a while there'll be a Twitter thing if you're into Twitter. Yeah. And YouTube. We do have some film sketches. We have some film sketches. We have a bunch in the can that we're still releasing slowly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You guys going to do the TikTok thing one day, or are you just like, no? I
3: don't i i mean it's it's such a cliche to be like i'm too old i don't know what the kids like these days but it's like i i looked at tiktok i tried to figure out what it was about and that was like i actually couldn't figure out like snapchat all that makes sense Vine, I miss the Vine. That was great. But it's like. Is it TikTok? Because I think it's Vine.
2: kind of just Vine, but is it, what I get. It seems
3: from. like every time I see it, it's somebody playing a song, doing a dance to it, and everybody does the same thing. I think I there are a lot of so. more like memes, like like, yeah. uh, but like people repeat <clears throat> things on TikTok yeah. Yeah, then. Yeah, yeah. Mind. Yeah, I couldn't figure out how I could get into it in terms of me creating content for TikTok. So it's like <laughs> I definitely don't want to dance to Old Town Road and do this very specific dance. I'm like, maybe I love that song, but am exactly kind of, well, not gonna yeah. do exactly what you <laughs> do? Maybe I <it> should. Yeah.
0: <laughs> or don't dance. Just like record yourself listening to that song and then post Staring it to camera. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad we had this middle-aged people talk about social media <laughs> yeah, platform. Yeah, this was good. This was good. <laughs> a really great way to end it. You know, like, you know what's hard? The internet. Listeners,
1: <laughs> please like, share, and subscribe. If you don't have a sketch you'd like us to break down and we haven't yet, please send it to us. We'd love to do that. Uh, you can find out more about Sketch Nerds and Bad Medicine at badmedicinecomedy.com slash sketchnerds, where you can also find links to the sketches that we discussed today. You can find this podcast and previous episodes wherever you get your podcasts. For Sam Stralek, Mike Robertson, and Elizabeth Kemp, I'm Andy Weld. Thanks for listening to Sketch Nerds. This episode was
0: produced by Isaiah Hedden. The closing music tracks were provided by soundtrackforeverything.com. All clips in this podcast were used in compliance with the U.S. Copyrights Act fair use exemption for criticism and commentary. The Sketch Nerds podcast is brought to you by the sketch comedy group Bad Medicine, D.C.'s best sketch comedy about the worst of humanity. For showtimes, videos, and funny t-shirts, please visit badmedicinecomedy.com.